Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. This is your host, Mike Moody. And in our studio today, we've got one of our regulars, Blake Saxton. Blake, welcome. Thanks for having me, Mike. Glad to be here. Blake is the executive director of the Alabama Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association, and you've been at that post since November. Is that right? That's since correct. November. Uh, what What have you learned so far? I've learned a whole lot. You know, the Alabama Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association is a great group. We've got growers all across the state growing all different uh, fruits and vegetables and specialty crops. I've actually worked with this group before my time here at the Alabama Farmers Federation as the executive director. When I was in sales, seed sales before, I, I would always go to the annual conference. So I knew a lot of these people before, um, but just being in this new role has, has been great and given me a new perspective. Um, I think I've learned a little bit more about the history. Recently had a conversation with uh, Bobby Boozer, who has a, had a big impact in the industry and in the association. Um, and he kind of gave me a little bit of history going back to the 1980s when, when the AFEGA really kicked off. It kind of started with Chilton County Peach Growers, who um, really just kind of uh, expanded to a statewide uh, profile and formed the Alabama Fruit Growers Association uh, under the leadership of Dr. Arlie Powell, who actually is on our board now. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a he's he's been a consistent along the way. Um, he was working for the university at that time. They added vegetables several years later and then continued on having conferences, uh, mostly in Gulf Shores and Auburn along the way. Eventually, that group had was uh, working with the Louisiana Mississippi Associations as well um, in the late 80s, early 90s, and held conferences in Mobile. Um, but uh, in the 90s, at some point, Bobby told me that um, they just stopped meeting altogether. Uh, the groups kind of disbanded. And uh, Bobby was a, a key influence on kind of kicking it back off in the early 2000s. Um, and they had a meeting in Auburn. And he, under his, he was an educational advisor for several years while he was still working in extension. Um, and, he, and he was doing that with AFVGA. And then uh, probably the, uh, around 2010, 2012 time frame, Dr. Ayanava Majumdar, um, who we affectionately call Dr. A. Yeah, for um, obvious reasons. Yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he stepped up when Bobby retired and uh, became the educational advisor. And then in just the last several years, of course, the Farmers Federation has made AFVGA an affiliate. And uh, we've had a, a couple different executive directors, um, Mac Higginbotham, Hunter McBrayer, and now myself. Um, so, so there's quite a history. I'm, I'm kind of immersing myself in that and uh, really trying to listen, listen to people like Bobby, see their perspectives so that we can really move forward and, and uh, build off the foundation they've already uh, set forth. Well, yeah, I know you've you've done a great job so far, and, and there's been so much activity with AFVGA. What is the Alabama fruit and vegetable industry, and uh, what, what makes up that industry? Sure. I mean, I think the the primary part of the industry is our direct consumer fruit and vegetable growers. That's that's who we see who's mostly involved uh, with the AFEGA. 
You have um, growers who are uh, selling at farmer's markets, roadside stands, or right there on the farm, and then some who are doing box programs like community-supported agriculture-type programs where, uh, you know, a consumer signs up and they'll deliver a box or they'll have a place where they can pick up a box of fresh product from that farm. And that's the primary um, part of the Alabama fruit and vegetable industry at this point. Um, we Some of those growers also have wholesale markets as well. And then we have other growers who are exclusively wholesale. You see that in the industry specifically with um, a few sweet potato growers across the state um, who are selling into those more wholesale type markets. And you'll see their product in bigger grocery chains and things like that. And then also we have a portion of the industry that is growing cucumbers for pickling in the southeast part of the state. And then um, the sand mountain tomato industry is like an industry that is well known in the state that um, especially in the further south part of the state, people really look forward to getting those tomatoes every year. So that's a that's a, a traditional part of the industry, along with Chilton County peaches, which is very well known. Um, I think some areas that are really picking up uh, in the industry is agritourism. You see that, you know, every year there's an, a new uh, pumpkin patch, uh, you, you know, a new sunflower, uh, you pick field. And that's really, it's part of our, it's some of our growers are expanding into that and then some are new growers. Um, and then also with you pick blueberries as well. So there's there's a lot of uh, different moving parts to the industry. But I think, uh, you know, one thing we see when we look to our neighbors in Georgia and Florida is that we are, you know, kind of a small industry compared to some of our neighboring states. And so we have a lot of potential. There's, there's really no reason why we can't uh, uh, grow in this state, in this industry. So it gives me a lot of excitement to work with these growers and look for opportunities opportunities for them to expand and um, and really just grow the industry of the state and, and put Alabama on the map in fruit and vegetables. Yeah, and I think uh, when we say industry, we're not we're not talking these mega farms, you know, with, that that you think these soulless corporations yeah. and this kind of thing. These are families, absolutely. And absolutely. and I think that's what the heartbeat of agriculture in Alabama and all it it, it derives from uh, families sticking together and loving the, the the land and loving agriculture and wanting to sustain it and keep it going. So yeah, that's that's a really good point, Mike, because uh, we we had a board meeting recently, and I really express to them you know what what is the direction we want to go in as an association and and the feedback they gave me was you know these these kind of small fruit and vegetable uh, farms that are direct to consumers the bread and butter of the industry in Alabama and that's where they want to continue to see um, flourish in Alabama is those those family farms and so that's what we're going to do to support uh, those farms the best so that they can uh, you know we can get the hurdles out of the way for them and they can really do well um, in the state. That's right. That, I mean, that that is a story of agriculture. These are families just wanting to survive like everybody else and uh, doing a great job with what, what the Lord has blessed them with. Exactly. Um, well, uh, speaking of looking into the future, uh, under your leadership and, of course, the board of directors, uh, where, where do you see, as we've established kind of where we're at now and who our players are, uh, let's look to the future. What kind of things are you all looking at? Yeah, I think, you know, just going back to, to our kind of uh, standard direct to consumer fruit and vegetable farm in the state. We we want to continue to be the champion for that group. 
um, moving forward. I think that uh, under um, the leadership of Hunter and, and Mac in the past and even the extension folks that have been involved, I think that's that's where they've focused and, and we want to continue to do that and, and help them in any way we can. Uh, for example, we're having a meeting um, coming up on March 8th uh, that's associated with the Department of Agriculture that's a part of this local food purchase agreement program. And we, I really see that as a, a, an opportunity to work with the Department of Ag and, and get some, some funding to produce crops to go to um, underserved communities. And it can be a way that a grower uses that funding to expand their business. Um, so, so that's we're looking at th- doing things like that to just continue to um, help that uh, kind of bread and butter type family farm that we're talking about that that makes up this industry. I think another portion that I would really like to see us uh, uh, work in, and I think uh, our board agrees and folks across the industry is more participation from maybe some of those more established wholesale type. Um, parts of the industry, so that whether it's the sweet potato growers and the to- tomatoes in North Alabama, or pecan growers, uh, grape growers that are for wine making, those kind of things. Like I'd, I'd really like to see us partner with uh, existing organizations. Um, uh, you know, AFVGA can be it's a it's a pretty broad. Uh, um, group, you know, it's fruits and vegetables. Sure. There's a lot, a lot of different fruits and vegetables out there, and we can be an umbrella group to help all of these kind of more crop-specific groups. So I, I'm really hoping that we can work really close with those partners and help them um, and their industry and their specific crops. And then we, of course, want to keep working with Sweet Grow in Alabama. You know, that that's the uh, uh, marketing campaign for uh, these types of crops across the state that are produced in Alabama. So we want to try to highlight our champion farmers that are doing a great job and really push that out to the public so that they know that uh, this great product is being grown right here in Alabama and they can get it at their, you know, local farmer's market or grocery store or wherever outlet they are. And then um, finally, I I'm, I'm really just want to encourage growth in the industry. I have a high opinion of this state. I'm from Alabama. I love this state, and I want to see it succeed, um, especially in the area that I'm working in. So, you know, that's my personal goal is to help this industry grow and flourish and make these family farms last for another 100 years um, and, and be successful and, and make it a place where people can make a living growing fruits and vegetables. Absolutely. And uh, I'm really glad you mentioned the Department of Ag because people out in the world, they don't generally think working with the government, that may leave a bad taste in their mouth, you know, because of all the press and everything going on nationally. Sure. Kind of thing. But uh, we've got a wonderful uh, Ag Department. We're partnering with them with different programs. You can tell that they they love the land. They love the people that are here and, and are trying to make Ag as strong and as uh, fruitful as possible. Absolutely. That's the my short time here since November, the interaction. Actions I've had with the Department of Ag have been very positive. They seem like they really wanted, they have the same mission that we do um, just to help the growers of Alabama be successful and try to knock those hurdles out of the way for them. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor and we'll come back and we'll talk about your recent meeting uh, with the Board of Directors. Sounds good. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit and while some don't get it, We do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. 
We're back with Blake Thaxton, the Executive Director of the Alabama Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association, or AFVGA, if you don't want to say all of that other. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Blake, you recently met with the Board of Directors. Um, what what kind of decisions were y'all made? Are any changes coming for the organization? A few things that we, um, we kind of put together. I think one of the emphasis that we talked about is, is the AFVGA college scholarship that we've given in the past. Um, uh, we, we lost a board member last year to um, COVID-19, uh, Mr. Jimmy Witt, who was a huge part of the industry. And um, the industry came together and put together some, some funds to, to honor him. And so uh, we've, 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 we've changed the name of the AFVGA scholarship to the Jimmy Witt Memorial Scholarship. And um, so we're going to really you know, kind of have a renewed emphasis on how we, you know, fund that scholarship, how we, uh, maybe the amount that we're giving. So we formed a subcommittee to really dive into that. And, uh, you know, with an emphasis of using that tool to recruit talent into the industry from the next generation. Any uh, major requirement to be eligible for that? Uh, we're still in process on all that. But I think, you know, I mean, I think some of the discussion was, you know, we obviously want somebody that is going into fruit and vegetable industry. I think in the past, we've kind of been more general about horticulture. I think we're going right. to try to pinpoint, be more specific and encourage folks that are that are passionate about that to you know follow that dream and and go into that uh, part of the horticulture. Well, I think y'all have some bold visions, uh, some things that you're working towards. As far as members of the Alabama Farmers Federation, uh, what can we do to help strengthen AFVGA and and help you grow uh, to help meet those needs? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest parts is. We, we probably have Alabama uh, Farmers Federation members who are growing fruits and vegetables who aren't involved with AFVGA, and we really want to get those folks involved. Um, you know, it's uh, AFVGA is a newer part of the Alabama Farmers Federation, so it may not be as much of a traditional um, avenue for people to get involved with the Farmers Federation, but we want those people to, to come to our conference and, and be involved. I think we're stronger together. Um, we're not a big enough industry to have, you know, fractured parts. We have to kind of come together if we're going to and move in the same direction if we're going to grow the industry. Another part is if an AFF member knows of fruit and vegetable growers who aren't federation members um, and aren't involved with AFVGA, encourage them to get involved with AFVGA, at least come to the conference. Uh, maybe they're not ready to jump into the federation. Uh, of course, we certainly encourage that, but maybe they're not ready to jump full in two feet with that, but, but kind of come to the AFVGA conference. You don't have to be a member of the federation to come to the conference, and I believe you can get a lot out of it. Uh, and just kind of uh, another update with the conferences, we, we are moving the date. We traditionally, uh, since the federation has had the conference or had AFVGA, we've had the conference in November. We are going to be moving that to February. Um, so the next conference will be February 8 through 10, 2023, and there'll be more information coming out about that. Um, but we feel like that was, the board felt like that was the best time 
where we could get more growers involved. Because right. in November, you can still have a lot of the growers in the south part of the state that are still producing. Well, in agritourism as Agritourism. Well. You've got pecans being harvested. You have sweet potatoes being harvested. So we, we felt as a group that moving it to February, which actually was a traditional date for this conference, and it had moved to November uh, several years ago, moving it back will uh, – gain more participation so yeah i think those two things and then also you know we want to see growers from other commodities get involved um this fruits and vegetables might be a great place for a row cropper to diversify um, we've seen this uh, uh, with folks in our state and folks in neighboring states where a row cropper may start growing some some watermelons as well um uh, or maybe some pecans on on some acreage that they weren't per- previously using. Maybe it's a, a, a cattle uh, farm that wants to grow pecans as well, mm-hmm. or satsumas, or whatever it may be. So we we encourage those folks to come check out the conference to to interact with our board members and see if there might be a way that they can diversify into fruits and vegetables, um, as well as young farmers. I think young farmers is a great. This is a great. Uh, a commodity group for them to be involved in. Um, a lot of times fruits and vegetables doesn't take as much acreage uh, to get involved in. Um, it can be more intense, more expen- expensive at a, at a small uh, scale, but it doesn't take as much to get into. You don't right. have to have super expensive pieces of equipment um, or a lot of land. So, so I think we're really just encouraging, you know, more participation from across the board. And I'm always happy to interact with these folks, our members at the Federation, folks who are just interested in AFVGA. But we're just really excited what the future holds. I think there's a lot of potential for AFVGA um, working through the Alabama Farmers Federation, and it's uh, it's going to be really good. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Blake, thank you for your time today, and we'll put uh, contact information for you, and if they want, to, and a link to learn more about uh, AFVGA in our show notes. So, if anybody's interested, Perfect. please take advantage of that. So, thanks again for being with us, Blake. Thanks for having me. Always great. And now your weekly AgCast wrap up. This is William Green, Forestry and Wildlife Division Director of the Alabama Farmers Federation. For this week's wrap-up, I'm happy to share some exciting news for landowners dealing with one of Alabama's most irritating invasive species. Financial relief is now available to assist Alabama landowners adversely affected by the non-native invasive noxious weed, Kogan grass. Administered by the Alabama Forestry Commission, the Kogan Grass Mitigation Program is made possible through a grant from the USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. The goals of this program are to reduce the number of infested areas, eliminate Kogan Grass's damaging effects on existing ecosystems, and improve the productivity of impacted sites. Additional objectives include slowing the spread of current establishments of Kogan Grass and preventing introductions into new areas of the state. The program application period launched on February 14th, and the portal will remain open until further notice, depending on the number of applications. Eligibility for funding requires that the applicants be private, non-industrial landowners. Property with coconut grass infestations must be in Alabama, but the landowner may reside out of state. There's no minimum or maximum acreage requirement to enroll. For more information on this cost-free program, visit the Alabama Forestry Commission's website by clicking the link in this episode's show notes. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama Ag Credit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org 
slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama Agcast.